Hello, I am Patrick Stewart, and I condone everything that's going to be said about me and my new series, Picard, on the upcoming podcast. What's that? I, I didn't order a tea. Yes, uh, just because my character, Jean-Luc Picard, likes tea doesn't mean I like tea. No, no, leave the tea. That That's fine. I'll have the tea. Just don't assume that I want tea every time I'm here. Oh, intolerable. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. And we are here with my good friend Jason again, and we're going to talk all things Star Trek and geek out on Picard and Discovery, and we might throw in some Star Wars rumor that Lucas is coming back to help Star Wars. So it's going to be a real geek out session. Jason, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm I'm good, and um, I'm I'm getting all all emotional now about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, um, it, I, this week I've been I've been watching Picard and avoiding the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, us, us too. Everything, it's in everything. It's, it's everything's got the coronavirus. Every, everyone. But yeah, it's. Uh, I know it's one of those things they don't tell you that every year just the normal flu that doesn't have a cool name just the flu kills thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Elderly yeah, and young like alike. A flash in the pan. Yeah, but when it's got a cool name, exactly. You know what was it? The uh-huh. the SARS, the hantavirus. Anything that has yeah, anything that swine flu. That sounds horrible. That sounds like an apocalyptic death thing. Swine flu. Both of my children, both of my children got the swine flu, and it was just like a bad cold. Yeah, it was not a big deal. Oh my goodness! So yeah, if you want panic or you want the world to to stand up and recognize, give it an ominous name. Um, so yeah, think of something for the common cold. Remove the word common. Put I don't know. Um, um, uh, this, is the, this is the Stabmaster virus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> god. Oh my god. So, so yes. Uh, would you consider both of us um, extreme Star Trek fans? I do. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, every when it, when it went into syndication when we were in high school. I did nothing but come home, do homework, and then uh, watch Star Trek like every night. It was uh, it was you know in our DNA. That's it, and and uni- sure. uniquely, I'll say we're both Star Trek and Star Wars fans. And s- funny enough, yes. there tends to be this rift. But I'm not like that. I see, I see how they're both different, and I like that because I always felt like Star Trek, Star Trek was about this idea of, of of coming together and the Federation and. And I don't know. I think the words they always used were, were really, really positive. And on the way, yes, they always get into battles and, and atrocities. But you know, like the starships were designed for exploration, and the Federation is about getting, you know, new species and planets together for the common good. I always thought that was positive. Whereas Star Wars is really about rebellion. <laughs> so yeah, but exactly. you know, I like them both. But Star Trek, yeah, just. I mean, we've been to Star Trek conventions, and and I I think I've always gotten really into the, um, well, uh, especially you know, if, the, if you look at the. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, Star Trek, when the Next Generation came out, it came out in the 
the mid-80s, in 1987, during the Star Wars uh, void, there was, there was no more, there was no other science fiction. So, you know, I, I think you can enjoy both franchises independently with, with equal vigor, but I think that when Star Trek The Next Generation came around, it was, you know, four years after uh, the uh, Return of the Jedi had hit theaters, and they weren't doing, there was no Star Wars. You know, you had a couple of crappy Ewok movies, but that just was not satisfying my need for <laughs> science fiction on television. Yes. And um, when, uh, you know, Captain Picard came around uh, with his amazing Starship Enterprise, you know, I actually missed the first season and didn't pick it up until season two and then went back and watched season one um, okay. in reruns. But uh, it was, it was, uh, it was just, it really filled that, that, void for me uh in the in the absence of, of anything star wars at the time so uh, it was i was a you know prime candidate to get on the the uh the wagon train that's true and you know me too and and i know that show even it took it a couple seasons for the cast to find their their place to find their connection and and then yeah like a lot of shows then it really it really took off but even in the first couple seasons, because I'm a nerd and we both are, I was I was already hooked, and I thought this is this is good. <laughs> this is yeah, I agree. This is excellent writing, excellent acting. Of course, I didn't use those terms back then. I don't think we we didn't talk like we were movie reviewers. We were just we were just excited and fans, and we talked about it. We didn't we didn't analyze it. I don't think you know. It feels weird when I go back and I analyze something. Exactly. I just loved it because it was awesome. I had no words. <laughs> you just let it wash over you. Yeah, I just I just kind of let it wash over me and and just enjoyed it for for its own sake rather than you know trying to to dissect it and and break it apart and figure out why I liked it. It was just one of those things where it just it just felt right to watch it and it was it was like um, you know everybody has a comfort food that they like to to eat that makes them feel good and reminds them of of simpler times. Well, that's how I feel about this particular show. Um, the next generation was just really the, you know, oh yeah a, a comfort show and and if it comes on I'll still watch it so. absolutely and and look if you're a Star Trek fan I think you're you're naturally a Star Trek fan of the original series and of course the movies and that all that all is where it started and as much as of course of course I love the original series I uh, you know him Roddenberry trying to pitch this as a, a you know a western a wagon training show in space was very difficult at the time and. And you know, being innovative with having an African American woman on the bridge as an officer, and you know, a multicultural eclectic cast—that wasn't easy in the '60s. Oh, yeah. But you know, yeah, that, that, I mean, we were in the yeah. middle of the Cold War. You've got a Russian. There's a Russian on the bridge. Say what? <laughs> exactly. But uh, but when you look at those, I see—I don't know—I I think they're amazing. So when the next generation came around, I thought it was ahead of its time too. And I'll be honest. When I talk about movies uh, or TV shows from the 90s that hold up, look, I watch some of those episodes now, Next Generation. I think they hold up just fine. Uh, you know? They do, absolutely. And so, some of them, actually a lot of them, don't. But yeah. <laughs> uh, many of them, I would say the vast, yeah. the vast majority of them you know, do. Like, for example, the season two episode, Code of Honor, um, is horribly racist by today's standards. <laughs> and um, it's just it's it's a it's a, a mess. Yeah, <laughs> you know I well, mean I feel I, I feel I feel white guilt just watching it. Oh goodness! Um, I'll have to check that. Out. I don't know that one. Oh goodness! Yeah, it's you it's 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 one it's one of the uh, the few before Tasha Yar got the the um, you know the swine pit aider. Um 
But, you know, one thing that I always found interesting about the next generation was that, um, you know, before the next generation, they were knocking around other ideas to have the original cast because they went from the, the original series. Then they did that animated thing in the late 70s. Yes. Which was, it was actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Then yeah. they were going to do a live action TV show called Star Trek Phase 2. And they had a bunch of episodes written, and they got pretty far into development on that. But then that um, the, just went by the wayside. It did, it you know fell fell off the, the, the radar. And a lot of the scripts, um, maybe not a lot, but several of the scripts uh, for the Next Generation were actually written for Star Trek Phase Two. Right. Interestingly enough. Well, look, the the next so that's kind of fun little trivia. The Next Generation certainly found its feet and i guess the only reason i'm talking about these things is because picard is 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 going to tie into all that and especially how i i feel about it as a star trek fan um about you know it's been quite a few years later but like you were saying with star wars uh you're still gonna go watch it it's star trek even if i'm grumpy about it i'm still gonna watch it i have to i'm not gonna Absolutely. not watch it so they they said picard's coming back yeah i made fun i bitched about certain things but of course, of course, I watched it. Um, but with well, let yeah. me ask you. I'm going to ask you a yeah. question. I want to. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Would you tell your fans to watch it? <clears throat> yes, I would. Because again, if you can't judge something off one episode. All you can do is is hope. Um, mm -hmm. And I would tell them to watch it. And I'm going to throw this in, which is probably going to shock you a bit. And I'm going to ask your help to get me back into it but I, I bailed on star trek discovery after season one i'm sorry and i know that's untrekky of me i did and i am and i am a star trek fan i do believe in it as far as uh the the whole franchise and i'm not a, a giant fan of the jj jar jar abrams movies but i didn't walk away <laughs> jaded or anything like some of the star wars i mean that's the difference he he did what he did and um, sorry, I'm jumping around because I just get excited about, about Star that's Trek. Okay. No, that's okay. Um, this, is a, this is a stream of with consciousness the, conversation. With the with the the Jar Jar Abrams Star Treks, um, the only thing why I forgive anything those movies do, and this is the smartest thing they did, was to and yeah, this is a geek out thing, but they created the whole Kelvin timeline. So right. it's it's right. separate from the Star Trek movies and, and characters that we exactly. know and love. Our Kirk, our Spock, our McCoy—they're all still out there in their adventures, and their 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 legend is safe. So this is just another, you know, like a multiverse thing. I don't mind that because it's it's so weird, but I really I buy into it. Like, oh yeah, that happened on this timeline, so that's cool. You can do whatever you want. Go nuts. Make everyone have purple purple heads. I don't care. So that's why I forgive those movies in trying to do a different different story. With the same characters, you know, so that's okay. Right. So well, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that um, for me, the the J.J. Abrams Kelvin universe, um, it sort of speaks to for me, like I said, my opinion as to, to what Star Trek kind of is as far as exploring the the crazy unknown that's in the universe. And some of my favorite episodes are like the alternate dimension and the alternate universe uh, storylines. And, I, and I, I tend to gravitate towards that kind of science fiction anyway. So I thought it was interesting when um, 
just to kind of touch on Picard really quick, you know, obviously spoiler alert, but when they, they mentioned the, uh, the Romulan homeworld and the sun going supernova or whatever, yes. um, that's a direct tie back to that's what, so, so it, it lets you know not only that we're acknowledging that particular franchise, but we're firmly in the original timeline as opposed to the Kelvin universe. Which I thought was—I thought that was a nice touch. Again, just like a one-liner, just a one-off, just to sort of you know highlight the fact that okay, we acknowledge that here we are, um, and then we'll we'll play off that from from there. But I did enjoy the the, the Kelvin Universe uh, uh, movies. Um, I liked them. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were they were pretty good. Um, and as far as Discovery is concerned, um, you might <laughs> give season two a chance. because oh. I. I, I, I liked season one. I thought it was a good try, a good effort. Um, there were things I liked about it. There were things I didn't like about it. There were characters I liked, and there were characters I didn't like. You know, I was, I, I'd probably give it a, a solid six and a half, maybe seven for me. Um, but season two, from my in my opinion, I, I'd bump it up to, you know, maybe even an eight. Um, yeah. Maybe an eight and a half. It's, 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 it's much better. I think they got their sea legs. I think they're kind of on the, the track to getting it uh, under control and, and figuring out what they what they want to do and what stories they want to tell. But I, I, I do I do like that show. I'll admit. Oh. Of course now I, I haven't I haven't watched it for like a year and I'm like six episodes behind. Yeah. So there's other stuff I'd rather watch first, but um, I am trying to catch up on it. I don't know what happened to me and I, yes, we're still gonna talk about Picard, but I can't help just trying to say why why would I bail on Discovery? Uh, I think with Discovery and and I also have to say first not like anyone's listening. I think I have like, there's like 30 people, but <laughs> for anyone who does listen, hey, that's, that's, uh, that's more than none. Yeah. Um, this whole idea of why do certain, uh, um, older fans of star Wars or star Trek, they can't get into the new series because they're, um, uh, there's culture, culturally diverse or it's, a, it's a very woke sort of generation and we can't handle that. That, that completely shits me because that has nothing to do with, with anything on why I'd have an opinion about a show that it has strong leading women or multicultural men and women, because let me tell you, science fiction and, and, and just in general is based on a whole eclectic group of miscreants and misfits around the world. And that is something I'm already part of. And you know what I mean? When I talk about it, it has nothing to do with, I mean, for God's sakes. Yeah. Star Trek has always had, every shape and color of every human possible and and that's the beauty of of all of that so it's not about that and as far as like strong female leads let's get that straight that's nothing new my god alien and terminator had strong female leads that i look up to this day those were amazing characters sigourney weaver and linda hamilton and it's because it wasn't thrown in our face it's like it's like nowadays they stop and hold up a sign hey i'm an amazing woman and you should you should respect that and then let's move on that's what i'm saying it's written poorly and put in my face poorly so having having said that a lot of the characters and just the way it's written in discovery just is annoying to me it just feels like it feels like soap opera action not science fiction it feels like again like someone's misunderstanding what science fiction is it doesn't always have to be a space battle every episode you know it can have yeah it can have those episodes well, that are about the is, mind. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. Well, this is the first. This is the first Star Trek show that um, is serialized rather than individual one-off episodes. 
you know, it's got one particular arc that goes all the way through it. And I think it's the first time they've tried that with a Star Trek show. And I, I again, I think with the first season, I, I, I agree with you. I think they got off the rails on a few things. Like there was a couple characters, like you know, the, the Klingons. I, I'm not sure why they redesigned the Klingons. Oh, the again. Klingons. That's um, that's where I almost stopped. And again, I'm not being a man baby, but I was like, what's going on here? They're changing. They're just changing yeah, the way that I already respect amazing character like Worf and all that. Like the Next Generation explored yeah. explored Klingon culture the best ever, and it was uh, so intense, and it made me think these are these are amazing characters. Them and the Borg saved the yeah. show as really rich characters. Absolutely. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, I Discovery. Agree with you. I, 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 <laughs> that's okay. I, yeah. I you know I, I I agree with you about the the, the Klingon uh, the Klingon thing kind of graded on me a little bit and I, I will admit it for me it was a little rough getting through season one but again it's it's science fiction on television yeah. and and I wanted to give it a second try so I went with season two and it's, it's better uh, season two is better they're they're not messing around with the Klingons as much a little bit here and there but it's they I think they realized their mistake and they've gone off on something a little bit different um, now it's it's my understanding. I again, I haven't gotten this far into season two yet, but I think they're doing like a spinoff or something, and like called Section Thirty One or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm like, I don't know. I, I you know, it's kind of like what happened with The Walking Dead. I, you know, I I read that comic from issue one all the way through whenever it ended uh, last year, and you know, I was a huge zombie fan. Read the whole thing. They did yeah. the show. I was like, great. I, you know, I, I was. I, I they almost lost me after about season three or four, and then I kind of it started trailing off. And then you know I haven't even watched the latest season. I mean I like it, but it, it's just I think it's kind of lazy writing. And you know with this I think they were trying with with Discovery I think they were trying to do like you said they're they wanted to have a strong female lead, and it's almost like they were trying to shove it down your throat that's rather a, than just say that's you know, what I'm like, saying. You know like like spoon feed spoon feed it, and and yeah I think. If you look at the at the, the culture of today, and this goes back to our conversation last week about social media and short attention spans, I think that the, the people of today don't want to try to figure stuff out. They want it spoon fed to them, and I I almost think that maybe the writers were trying to spoon feed a little too much rather than just let it stand on its own and and be its own thing. You know, like you know, they didn't have to explain that Ripley was a, a badass. She showed you. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. She didn't have to stop and say, and hey guys, check me out. She was just a well-written mm-hmm. character, a well-acted character. And yes. damn right, she's the one who, who blew, blew him out the airlock. Yeah, and that didn't have to be spelled right. out to me. And I, I am, mm-hmm. love that character just as much as any male characters in my life. Yeah, I guess that's the stuff that burns yeah. me lately if I have a go at a character in a show or a movie. They just go, oh, so you can't handle that. It really burns me because I'm such a nerd. I don't live in that world. I've never been racist, pompous, any of that. I am a, I am a geeky, sciencey nerd, and that's the world we live in where everyone is accepted. The Star Trek world. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I agree. And and it's funny. I haven't actually spoken with anybody about this. I, I'm the only one in my family that, that even watches that show. Oh. <laughs> and so I just kind of quietly watch it at night, and I don't talk about it. And so talking. <laughs> That's no fun. Makes me realize that actually there's a there's actually kind of a lot wrong with season one now that I think about oh, it. Oh, I don't want uh, I don't want to do I, that to you. I just want I want you to convince no, no, me no, to no, get no, back into it. I still like yeah. it for it. Yeah, I still like it. I still like it for what it is, and I and I and I will admit that I did enjoy season one. But you know, looking back on it, yeah, it did have kind of 
uh, quite a few, you know, writing issues, and and I, I think that it, it just was. It, I think it went off the rails and kind of lost its way a little bit, and then it tried to swing back, and then it was a little too late. But I think they're making up for it with season two, so you might might give yeah. season two a little bit of a shot. Uh, just to, just check it out. If you still hate it, you still hate it. All but right, you take a look at it, see what you think. And again, anything but, um, we, anything we talk about is probably gonna have spoilers because I don't I don't know how to talk about these kind of passionate <laughs> Star no, Trek things without spoilers. We well, can't. Um, well, spo- you know what? It's a spo- it's just, oh, I it's know. A, what is it? Discovery's been out for two years. I now, know. So I think we're fine. Yeah, well, with Picard, it will be. But with so so the main character on Discovery, um, Berman, you like her? You can stand yeah. it because it's okay. I I you know what? I I equate her to a bit of a a wharf history. She was raised by someone else and threw it thrown into a different culture kind of a thing and comes comes from a kind yeah. of a, a warring background and but she has the smugness of a Vulcan and I'm not warming up to her. But again, that could be writing, that could be acting, it could be She's, me. Uh, <laughs> it's actually funny that you mentioned that. There are a lot of other characters on the show that I like better than her. Yeah. Um uh, Doug Jones, the guy that plays Saru, he's a he's a wonderful actor. I like him a lot. And the new captain, Captain Pike, in episode or in season two, is everything I've ever wanted from a really captain. So you like he's Pike? Freaking, yeah, he's freaking, okay, cool. Yeah, he's he's freaking great. He's, That's cool. He's a very good. He's a very good captain. Like he's the 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 actor that they got for this guy is really good. I he's my favorite character on the show actually. That's and good. That's Zaniqua good. Sonequa Martin. Yes, Anika Martin Green, great actress. Her character—it's just she needs to lighten up a little bit. I think that the, her character of uh, Michael Burnham is just—it's—it's um, yeah. it's too, it's too much angst. Uh, you know, she's got this whole duality. I'm, you know, human raised as a Vulcan, and I've got no emotion yet. I'm struggling with my emotions, and I'm really smart. And it's just—it's too much angst. Like, just freaking let your hair down, and you know, be a human. You don't have to be a Vulcan. You got the training. Put that in your pocket. It's a tool in your tool belt. Now just be a normal friggin' person and stop being so creepy around people. Like she's got some sort of weird social disorder where she just can't talk to a person <laughs> without being weird. That's it. Even even and, the, even Spock. And maybe this is just different different acting or direction. But the character of Spock ends up many times being the the most human and and exactly and likable, but still yeah. very like. Again, there's look. It's it's almost as if I've I've said this before. Like um, Kirk, McCoy, and Spock, they're like they're like the three parts of a whole a whole human, and it's all struggling. McCoy is is all the human um, emotion, you know, uh, and and Spock's yeah. all the logic. So them together in the scenes, it works because, you know, McCoy gets emotional. Uh, you know, yeah. Kirk's all action. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's just I don't know. Other, yeah, that's a relationship. Yeah, that's one of the people. other characters that I, I really enjoy in the show um, is uh, Stamets. He's the he's the engineer guy. He's the the guy that has the uh, the the husband. Um, he's the blonde fella. The the is the uh, I guess he's an engineer or whatever. He does the spore drive um, for the the ship. Um, he's kind of a he's kind of an a hole, and he's um, you know who I'm talking about. No. <laughs> Which one? No, that's okay. <laughs> that's his name I haven't Stamets. watched in a while. Stamets. Oh, okay. That's okay. He's he's a he's kind of the the, the jerky scientist engineer person. Okay. Um, actually, I, I and I really like that actor. I think he's he's doing an amazing job with that particular character. Yeah. Um, it, it's just he's got more range, and I think they're just I think that that uh, the character 
the main character, the woman, uh, Burnham, is just, it's almost being, she's almost being held back with this whole, you know, angst and, and I'm, I'm yeah. torn between, she's, she has trouble making decisions because she's just, I don't know, it's just too much of that. So maybe lighten up on that and just have some more adventures. I think maybe that's why I like Pike is because he's just like, you know, fuck it, let's go shoot some shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Maybe she needs to make a joke. Um, I, yeah, that's part of it. I think, yeah, there's just no, there's no other side of her. It's just always serious and yeah. angsty. And there's no break break in that. And I think that's what's bothering me. Yeah, that's hard to relate to. that, I love show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, just... just so I, this, I have a quick question. I, I, yeah. I have yeah. a quick question. Yeah. So is, is Discovery in the Kelvin timeline? It is, isn't it? I always I thought it I was remember. yeah I thought it was I think it is okay I couldn't um, remember that I, I thought that's it. what I thought okay, with the whole Pike thing oh I was gonna say this seems picky too but just with you know when they when they're writing techno babble I mean I suppose this is close to my heart with Star Trek like there's been shows like the yeah. science the science of Star Trek because a lot of it touches on mm-hmm. realistic things but then they they um you know they they TVify it a bit I get that but even in Next Generation. I used to sit there and love listening to the the techno babble because I'll be honest, most of it was still based in something like tangible, and and I liked it. Again, yep. that's just that's just writing, you know. There's a there's, it appears there's a space time rift, and what everything they were saying was calm and collected. I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. They're gonna do this, even if it was ridiculous. I still feel like it was based in some cool science fiction. The techno babble on Discovery just goes off the rails because I just feel like it's like techno vomit babble again i'm being i'm being picky i'm being too picky but they're just and then they leave they they throw out a plot and just leave it i hate that um things just appear and then then they leave it aside but anyway those are the things that i guess i can let go and and try and pick it up again but anyway yeah again i think i think you may be watching it with more of a critical eye than i am (laughs) probably i'm just you know i i sit down in front of the tv and and i go yay science fiction and i just kind of sit there and drool and, and watch my show and just let it you know like i said wash over me but i think that um you know if i if i if i looked at it with a more critical eye i i would agree that there's there's some issues well it. having having a positive um outlook on this then when we talk about picard now uh it must have just hit me at the, it must have hit me at the right time because i watched it as just a fan and again i have already had my rants about saying oh god is it going to be is it going to be jean-luc saying i i can't go up those stairs my hip i i, I can't run he I, literally said I, that i need he my literally cane. did that in the show but 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 he still i know i know those were my fears <laughs> that they're going to try to throw someone into some action who's just not ready for it um i i need more earl yeah. gray tea he's like that's his um spinach for popeye <laughs> earl gray tea yes he- I'm ready. He did, that, he did that too. I know, I know. But the funny <laughs> thing is, is I, I sat down and I let it wash over me. I don't know why, and um, I um, I liked it. And yeah, I could, I could pick it apart. We'll pick it apart now. But I I just liked, God damn it, seeing Patrick Stewart back as that character. And I agree. So that I don't I know. Agree. I don't know why I'm such a, a dick to Discovery. I don't know why. I, I apologize. To, to all the people working no, hard on it, it just it rubs that's me wrong. If you don't like it, don't yeah. like it. And yeah, Picard, and you're not you're not alone. There are a lot of people. <laughs> that like but yeah, Picard. Wow. Um, again, the, the the spoilers, but yeah, even the plot. 
I was thinking, so it's so it's going to be a bit of a, and this was from the trailer because they didn't show too much in in episode one, but the trailer showed yeah. all these little Easter eggs. It looks like he's going to go, you know, get him a crew because he's going to find find the girl, and it's going to be like some maybe Firefly action, a bit of rough and tumble crew. And I was like, yeah, I I don't mind that. I'm like, if they if they do the action and he just sits around going, yeah, we need to turn left, turn left, and he just sort of is there. I I'm I'm okay with that, and me too. And the episode, I think that was yeah. my only yeah. No, I go ahead, finish your thought. No, no, just I'm saying I'm I'm on board with this, and yes, I would recommend people to 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 go, <laughs> to hit go. Uh, yeah, I would too. You know, it, when 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 the first scene opened and there was the Enterprise D. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I and I, I I knew that it had to be some kind of a flashback or a yeah. drink or something because the thing got blown up in that movie. Yeah. So, but still, I was like, oh, it was just like, like I said, it was like comfort, comforting to see that, and I, and then, and then it zoomed in, you know, and it had that nice zoom in through the window, and then there, there they are dealing cards, and I'm like, okay, so I got the card and data and ten forward, all in the first scene of the show. Yeah, I'm gonna settle in for the long haul, you know, and and I'm I'm ready, and then you know, despite the fact that there's a couple, you know, this is me being picky, you know, Brent Spiner, you know, they. They have the technology now to make him a little less puppy. puppy. Um, <laughs> I was, was going to say, am I being mean if I say everyone ages differently? Some people get you know, expand, and some people hang off their bones. Picard, he's hanging off it. his bones, yeah. and, and Data's yeah. puffy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a little puffy. But, you know, that, uh, I thought that was it was good to see him. But I think that was my, my only real concern with um, the show is... Patrick Stewart's age, and I hate to sound ageist and no, know. you know that way, but he just—he was such a such a dynamic, you know, just a, a presence in the room, and now he's uh, on the verge of being frail. I know, and, I know. Uh, it, it's 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 hard to watch, and you know then, but they they actually did a good job of acknowledging that. You know, when they were running up the stairs, he's like, I can't. You know, he had to. He had to stop and catch his breath. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right. So they're not going to try to make him something he's not. He knows his limitations. He knows what he is, uh, but he's still a brilliant mind, and he's still he's still the card. And I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing where they go with this. And I, I like I like where they're going with with the um, the uh, the synthetic uh, uprising and all that. It's, they, they've established uh, like a mystery. And, yeah. you know, Maddox, I was like, holy cow, they're bringing Maddox back. I don't, I don't I, know if you remember him from yes, the original. Yes. That, that, where he was the one that tried to prove uh, Data wasn't anything but a machine. And I was going to tell you, I didn't great. think you'd, you'd believe me. I should have said that first. I was going to say, before I watched Picard, I swear to God, I was thinking back to the next gen. And, and look, all the characters got developed equally. I really do feel that. But, but, but Picard and Data, their relationship... And even through the movies, they certainly got developed heaps. So I was thinking yeah. back to the two episodes with with Data, and that's the one I thought of as being one of my favorites. And and Bruce Maddox, I thought he was. Uh, it was great because he was started off as you know, uh, you thought he was a jerk, but in the end, Data actually turned him around. And I I forgot about that. I thought that was fascinating. That also um, with Riker, having to. Um, be like the prosecution. It was either, remember, it was either yeah. going to be they're going to take him away, he's not sentient, he's not human, 
he's a machine, so he's property of the Federation, or we can have this delegation uh, because it's some Federation rule, but someone has to be um, the prosecution. Otherwise, uh, it's a moot point and the decision is made. And R Riker had to do that. I thought that was a, a brilliantly emotional episode. Absolutely. And, and yeah. And Absolutely. It, isn't it? I yeah. think that episode's called The Measure of a Man, isn't it? I yes, think. yes. The, ma the Measure of a Man? I want to say that's what it is. I'm not P sure. But Picard had yeah, to defend him. Brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. So, so interesting to bring that character. And then he goes over and turns him off in the middle oh. of it. He pokes him in the back and turns him off. And, the oh, off, man, so the off button. He so says, good. and the, the yeah, and the, the, the puppet master will turn the puppet off. You know, he'll turn the machine off. But yeah, what an mm -hmm. interesting character to bring full circle. Uh, saying that totally. he, he continued... When I heard that name, yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So good. I, because yeah. that makes sense because, you know, you hear about this guy and it's like, what's he doing on Earth? Oh, he's working on Android. They always talk, they always talk about how he was at the, the Daystrom Institute working on synthetics and yeah. cybernetics and all yeah. that. And it's so great that I think that's wonderful. And we're going to get to see, you know, we've got these new level of, of Androids that is just, they're, they're basically replicants from Blade Runner. You know, they've got implanted memories, mm, mm. and um, it's fascinating. I can't wait to see where this goes. No, I, I do like that, and I'm glad they they solved the mystery of who's in the box. They opened the box, and it's B4. Uh, and, yeah. And again, those are, those are them connecting it for us, who are the fans, which I like. They're connecting it to um, Nemesis, where they found B4 yep. on the planet, and and then at the end, um, Data tried to transfer all of his memory engrams to B4, but B4 isn't. B4 is a um, retarded version, a dumbed-down version. I think they were actually quite <laughs> cruel to him in episode one, saying, "Yeah, he's, he couldn't handle it. He's just he's too stupid." But he was. It was hilarious. I am B4. Yeah. What's wrong with me? But yeah, poor B4 couldn't couldn't handle Data's wealth of memory, and apparently they just stuck him in a box. But He's there, so something's yeah. gonna happen. Something's gonna happen with that. I can't wait. So yeah, I, I think someone's finally sat down in a room, and put together a good, I don't know, a good storyline. Something I really am well, anticipating to see the next episode for sure. It almost feels like um, okay. So so taking a, a jab at that Nemesis, that movie always kind of pissed me off. Um, yeah. Because it had so much potential. It was the very last one they did. I know. I, it just left it left me hanging. Okay, so you killed Beta. Mm. You put Ron Perlman in a ridiculous makeup. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you yeah. know you've got Tom, you got a skinny Tom Hardy. Yeah, who's a with, clone of Picard with the Picard no no, the Picard nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm like this. It's just it was just all over the place. Again, yeah. I didn't think it, it knew what it wanted to be or what story it was trying to tell. Like, what's going on here? I don't get it. I know. But this this feels like they're sort of like saying, listen. We're sorry. Let's have some closure. <laughs> Let's talk about some things. And we're going to talk about data. And we're going to talk about all these, these Romulans that are running around. You know, obviously Picard's got some wayward Romulans living at his joint. You know, they, they're shacking up with him. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like, are, are these people, I'm sure we'll find out, these must be Romulans that he helped save during the, the planetary explosion or whatever that created the Kelvin timeline. Mm. Um, so... Um, it'll be interesting to uh, to see what happens. Yeah, that's definitely interesting with the with the Romulans, and I loved seeing Picard waking up at Chateau Picard because again, that's a lovely yeah. throwback. I remember that episode, and I think it was after 
The Borg, obviously one of the best seasons and the best cliffhangers when he turned into the Borg. Oh, my um, God, yes. But after that, he, he took a holiday. God knows he, he deserved one. And um, it was when he went back and he and his brother was there, right? That was a nice little yes, nice I episode. I love that episode. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to see him waking up there and, and like, always oh, back. But uh, I thought it was interesting that he has since separated himself from the Federation because of what he did trying to save um, all the Romulans. And the Mm -hmm. most interesting part was, you know what you never really see in the Star Trek universe? Because they're supposed to be evolved beyond it. You never see, you never hear the concept of of TV or media. Now, the last time I swear to God... Yeah, totally. I saw that. That's awesome. The last time I saw media, I swear to God, it was um, uh, Star Trek Generations at the start when... When uh, Kirk was, um, oh, yeah. was commissioning um, the next Enterprise, I don't know if it was Enterprise um, C or something, and and there yeah, were a bunch of there were a bunch God, of cameras yeah. there, and and sir, oh sir, do you have something to say? That is the first time ever I saw the idea that 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 um, world, exactly. our future, still had media hounds, and I thought it was really mm-hmm. interesting to see like someone sit down like Boba Walters and have a go at him. I thought that was I've never seen that. You know does that was that interesting to you that there was a TV show saying and now it it's Picard. Totally dun, 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 dun. I, <laughs> I totally I love that. I yeah. ate it up. I ate it up. Yeah. I was like this is great. You know, we've actually, you know, um, it is almost a little bit uh, starship troopers for me. Would you like to know more? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. You, you know what I mean? It, there's a little bit of that in there like hey, here's some, you know, the the guy the Romulan's watching the news feed on his little hollow TV and mm. I thought that was interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I was lapping it up. I loved it. You know, here's something that's kind of interesting um, and you may have seen this in the, the uh, you know, the flurry of media leading up to the card coming out but um, do you remember the episode, I think it's called I, Hugh where it was the uh, the Borg that got separated from the collective and he Hugh. started to regain his yes, independence. I, I heard he's, Hugh. he's around. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's around. He's coming back. Yeah. And, but he's he's been uh, rejuvenated. He's, he's like seven of nine now. Yeah. Um, where he's like a human that has implants and whatnot. But I guess he's coming back. So I'm interested to see where they go with that. Yeah, definitely. So that, got, you know, little... Yeah, yeah. No, that was in the trailer. I was just going to say. I remember. There's obviously okay. they're unfolding it slowly, which is how they should. I mean, that's great. I don't want it to be one episode that that blows everything. I um, yeah. I saw that Jerry Ryan's going to be back, and she'll probably, you know, be with 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 Hugh. And is and, it just me, or did she like go? Did she time travel and just skip over the last twenty years and show up in twenty twenty ready to go? Because she looks exactly like she did on uh, well, uh, Voyager. She's like, what's his name from Jurassic Park? He hasn't aged. Um, no, uh, Jeff Goldblum. No, no, Jeff Goldblum still looks all right. Um, no, the um, the scientist. He's he cracks me up. He has not aged. He's ageless. B D Wong. B D Wong. Yeah, yeah, he looks the same. Oh, he looks exactly the same. Yeah, I watched yeah. Jurassic Park, and again, a movie that holds up very, very well. The original, and then I watched the new one. I'm like, totally. oh my god, he's been put in a cryogenic chamber. But yeah, everyone's got different. <laughs> everyone's got different genetics. Um, uh, totally. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely like that. That that there's more to come, and and Riker and Deanna Troy. I hope they're still married. I'm sorry to say, I'm nostalgic in that way. I don't want it to be some plot where they're like divorced or estranged. I'd actually explode, because I'm sorry. 
are they, they, are they married? How, well, yeah, they got married in Nemesis, the one you don't like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the one where they cut out Wesley from the, the beginning. He wasn't in that movie because they cut his scene. <laughs> that's because everyone hates Wesley. Oh. Yeah. Wesley, so have you saved the ship yet? It's uh, it's only 9 a.m. You've saved the ship already, you little punk. Yeah. Not everyone's a fan of Wesley. It's just because he was he was a total like he was a male Mary Sue. He did everything right. He just he just did everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it got old. Yeah. Oh, he's the 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 actor, he's awesome though. He's really cool. He's been on Big Bang Theory and He's he's funny. Oh yeah, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton's awesome. Wheaton. I think he's 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 really done he is a awesome. great job. I mean, he, you know, he said that he never really even wanted to be an actor anyway, and so I think that he's taken what he's been given and really turned it into sort of his own little like enterprise. Like he's got uh, enterprises in like you know uh, business. Or yes, whatever, yes, he's, very uh, good. <laughs> he does a lot of audio books. Yeah, I, I, I listen to books on Audible all the time, and he's a fantastic narrator. He does a bunch of. He just narrated The Martian. Um, oh wow. Which he, he killed. He, he killed it. He, he did a very good job on that. And then, um, you know, he does. Uh, he did. Uh, he also narrated Ready Player One. Um, he's just. He's a. He's a really prolific uh, uh, audiobook narrator. He does oh, a great job. Cool. He does a couple podcasts. He does uh, uh, like a video series. I think called Tabletop, where they review like um, games, board games, and stuff. Oh wow! Um, it, it's interesting. Yeah, he's. A, I, I like him. He's. He's. A, he's a cool guy. Yeah. No. He's. I follow him on Twitter. He is. He's. He's a man of the people very down to earth he's good yeah absolutely um, i agree but yeah so talking about uh uh data's legacy is the fact and spoiler that he obviously has had a hand in or they whatever creating oh. creating a uh a daughter yeah creating yeah so i guess i guess maddox somehow had a little bit of uh what like data in a tube mm. like he got some some of his protons or positrons or whatever his, yeah his, part of his brain or something and then they made some kids yeah i think that's fascinating mm. Mm. so you know it's going to revolve around her and uh and i like that they they told me who the key players were because that's yeah the trailer i was like who's the girl who's the who's the girl so now i know and i think that's a that's a lovely legacy and um mm-hmm. and picard yeah getting very emotional because he yeah he lost data in the shittiest way <laughs> nemesis yeah, totally. in, in a total throwaway kind of way again yeah it, yeah it didn't feel it did not feel like a necessary sacrifice to me it it, it felt like you know it could have been handled differently and it almost felt like it, I, I mentioned this to you before that you know that in, in it, when you're writing you're supposed to kill your darlings mm. for dramatic effect you should kill your your main players but with that, it just felt unnecessary. I, I think they could have handled it differently, but you know, I don't know. It was it was shocking. Okay, you know, mission accomplished. You 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 shocked me. Yeah. But I would really rather see a different way to handle that. You know, it was like a weird. You know, it's always with the Kobayashi Maru. You know, it's, it's an unwinnable scenario, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the only way to do it was to, to kill your favorite character. I mean, this. Yeah, yeah. How do you like his dog, number one? Probably. Um, it's it's funny. I'm not I'm not surprised that he has a pit bull because uh, Patrick Stewart is um, he does a, a lot of um, uh, animal fostering, mm. primarily primarily pit bulls, and so he that's like one of his favorite breeds. So to to 
see a pit bull on screen with him is not surprising to me. And uh, I, I think it's kind of funny. It's a little, it's a little goofy that it's a, uh, it's, to have only seen one episode and see the dog name number one, I was like, okay. <laughs> oh wow. Well. Maybe it'll maybe it's a maybe it's a um, you know like a, a long game joke. Maybe it'll play out when, once we start to see Riker and the dog's name is number one. Maybe there'll be a joke in there or something. But true. I don't know. So they've um, they've got a lot of a lot of pieces that tie back into the next generation. There's going to be some Borg. Yeah. Uh, the final scene is is showing. All the, the giant, uh, Romulans the and the cube. the giant Borg cube that they're working from. So there's a yeah, lot of there's a lot of pieces awesome. to this. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I was like, okay, we got we got Romulans, we got uh, synthetic beings, we got uh, data daughters, we got uh, Borg cubes, we got everything. It was a it was an it was a packed forty six minutes or whatever it was. It was. It was. I I suppose if you laid out all the pieces on a table, uh, like all the. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little a little cube that says Borg, Romulan, uh, Vulcan, and it's just all these pieces on the table. I feel like they picked up the right ones because the Borg, whether whether it was just someone to liven up Next Generation or someone to just invent, I think that's really how it came about. They just needed something. They needed a, they needed a new bad guy. It's one of the best bad guy yeah. inventions ever. You know, totally. It's and if you want to respect that one and pick it up again, it doesn't bother me because remember when we saw First Contact. At the movies. Oh, I love that one. That's it was one like of my, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, Star Trek shows. it was finally Star Trek, the TV show got its, you know, it got its due in the movies for for real, and it yes. was good. I don't have a single flaw with yes. that movie. <laughs> I like everything about that movie. I so, agree with you one hundred percent. I yeah. I will watch that movie every time it comes on. I know, and that's when Picard was still. He was he was the elderly gentleman, but he still had uh, muscles and stamina. <laughs> That's what's hard to see him now, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, because he yeah. still had some. I think that I think that's my. That's it's doing Go your ahead. head in, isn't it? Because you're picturing him in that, and he's like, "No, no, no, no further. We stand here. No, exactly. look at look at my bicep. It's still, it's rippling. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm bald but masculine. Me wrapping my head around his, I know. His, his elderliness. I know. You did you like um, uh, uh, Wolverine? Um, the last one he was in. Uh, were there? Uh, uh, Lo- 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 Logan. Uh, Logan. Oh, yeah. Did you did you like yeah, Logan? Yeah yeah. 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 I did. I thought that was actually a really cool movie. Yeah. I, I've only seen it once in the theater, but I'd like to watch it again. But Patrick Stewart just killed it. He yeah. Did a wonderful job in that movie. Everybody just did a great job, and I think that it ended the way that it, it needed to. Quite frankly, I, I like I liked it. Um, that was a good way to kill your darlings. You know that that made sense. Like he needed to to end and. And it was just—I thought it was well done. Yeah, no, me too. It was, and it was realistic. He wasn't—he wasn't running around in action. He was—he's elderly, but he still has—he still has a big, powerful brain. Unfortunately, I think that was an amazing twist to say what happens. What happens to such an advanced, powerful brain that's able to to do these things, and that um, uh, you get something like uh-huh. Alzheimer's? What does that do? Yeah. You can still get a physical exactly. disease, and now that's that causes trouble. That's actually was a fascinating plot. I liked that. You know, mm-hmm. he's freezing the whole yeah, planet because he's he's having a you know a nightmare. My my, my God, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Professor X. I just have to ask you one quick question that's completely off no, that's right. topic. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I I 
please tell me you like the Deadpool movies. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, oh God. God yeah. Because those are those. I, I love everything about those. I just I I hope that they uh, they kind of weave him in a little bit more. It anyway, helped. Hel- no, well, the, that, that's, an, that's another discussion. Yeah. Entirely, but I just was curious. What, no, what you those ones are the, those ones make me able to bear a lot of the Hollywood pompous bullshit. You know, look how awesome we are. Because I think it's time for some movies to just take the piss a bit, and Ryan Reynolds is the perfect guy to do that. You know, to still yeah, I agree. To still have fun, to have a good movie, to be to be honest and good to the fans, but also take the bit, piss mm-hmm. a bit and um and break the you know the fourth wall kind of thing. A lot, yeah, no, I yeah. can't I can't fault those either. It was the right time for those movies. <laughs> well, they were needed. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, shake up the superhero genre a little bit. Definitely, because as much as Marvel, that that ten year run was just perfect, perfect beginning story uh-huh. arc and end. It's still, even look, they didn't even take themselves too seriously. But I feel like we could be in another ten year run where everyone's trying to do the same thing, and it's going to drive us all nuts. Uh, the only exception, was, yeah. Well, the only exception was Joker, but that's a whole other conversation again. That one was just onto itself, I, amazing. I still haven't seen. I still have oh, yeah, not seen that. Yeah. I have to check that one out. Yeah, check it out. I'm curious to see how you feel because look i'm yeah i'll I, watch that we'll, we'll chit chat about that one sometime yeah we'll do a we'll do a a joker uh we'll align our jokers from from like one to five or kind of a thing and that includes mark campbell Darn. mark hamill uh voicing the joker he's in my mind included oh, as man yeah you know, when it, when i yeah. first started college that 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 show came out in 92 mm. and we would just me and a, and a bunch of dudes would sit around we would wait for it because that that was back when you had to wait for a show to come on tv yeah and we would sit around we'd get, we'd get done with classes in the afternoon we'd come back to we'd take somebody's dorm room and we would sit around and watch batman and yeah. it was freaking great yeah no definitely so there, and there's because okay. there's been a whole slew of jokers since then so now it's something you can rate and <laughs> do a top 10 joker yeah but um yeah yeah so you look I, picard is something i'm I'm on board with and discovery based on talking to you. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pick it up again and just not be so Check pick- it out. I won't be so picky. I'll just say this is, this is infotainment. This is sci-fi entertainment. <laughs> if not, if nothing else, just watch it for, uh, for Christopher Pike. He's, yeah. he's, I really like, I, I like what he, I, I'm picking up what he's putting down. Okay. All right. And look, it's nice to see the, see the enterprise right. back in any iteration, whether it's, the J.J. Abrams version or um, a TV version. It's just nice to see the Enterprise. Yeah. It's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, and I, have not, I haven't gotten to those episodes yet. Uh, okay. I'm still about five episodes behind on, on season two. Well, I mean, you know I know it shows up towards the end. Yeah, I was going to say, you knew it's coming. It's not like you didn't know. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's been out for a year now, and there, there's no way I could have you know, avoided that spoiler. But, yeah, I knew it was coming, but um, I have not seen it. So yeah, so Picard, I I yeah, I say thumbs up. I'm happy to to enjoy the ride, and as long as they keep it real with Picard's age, which I think they're doing respectfully, because yeah, there's no point in making it unrealistic unless he gets some sort of you know body body suit, you know, or leg brace that makes him robotic. You know, oh, this helps yeah, me. I, although, I feel better. <laughs> although they did have a body double when he was running. And then, you know, double time and he was double timing it up the stairs. I, you, you couldn't see his face at all. And yeah. it was a very convincing look, but I'm like, yeah, that's a double. There's no way Patrick Stewart is double timing it up, uh, flight of stairs <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. 
Yeah, it'd be like a bad dobby, body double in the Naked Gun kind of movie where it's like obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or my favorite well, of all. You know, the, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, going to say my fa- my favorite of all, and you'd know this one. Again, Die Hard, best movie ever, can't be flawed, except for one scene when he's fighting in the stairs, and it's obvious it's a body double, but who cares, because the rest of the movie is fantastic. <laughs> but if you've ever noticed, Which, when he's fighting in the Bruce stairs Willis? in Die Hard, yeah, Bruce Willis, the body devil, just, it's mostly the hair, because Bruce Willis' hair was very, very thinning. And then all of yeah. a sudden, it, sh- it goes to a shot of a guy who's got like this huge quaff, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I always see that, and, I, and it's like when you see something you can't unsee it. It always makes me laugh. I'm like, oh yeah, there he is. There's his cousin. <laughs> it's like, whoa. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I that, mean, Jimmy McLean. Yeah, hair, hair's oh. hair is like the key with a body double. If you mess that up, you've lost the audience. Isn't every like again? Yeah. It's like I say with the with spotting CGI. Uh, a five year old can do it. A five year old and a fifty year old. You don't even you don't even have to be a sci fi special effects geek. Everyone is there's a, there's a natural human thing that goes oh that's not natural, don't you think? And and that's yeah. the same with yeah body doubles and yeah especially CGI and human faces. And yes, they're getting better to the point of scary. But I'm sorry, I'll take the Pepsi challenge. If you put two on the screen, I guarantee I'll I'll always pick the CGI. It's just one of those things, you oh. know. The, yeah. the the human eye knows something unnatural it's, about. It, 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 it's funny you mentioned that. There's a there's a scene in um, Captain America three. It's uh, toward the beginning of the movie, and it's an overhead shot. It's, it's obviously the entire the entire scene is CG, um, but it's very obviously CG, and it just rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, come on! Yeah. And it's one of those things where I, you know, and this is just an opinion, uh, but these movies are so big that one special effects house can't handle it all. So they farm it out and they do subcontractors yeah. to other, um, you know, other uh, special effects houses. And you can sometimes tell the difference. You know, you've got the, you've got the really polished looking, excellent stuff. And then you've got the stuff. That's, oh, this is just a wide shot. We, we can farm it out to somebody else. And, mm. it's, and it's subpar. And it just, it grates on my nerves. I can see it. You know, it's like this, I can clearly tell that that car that's driving is not a real car. And it bugs me. And I, know, I know that's I know. probably too nitpicky, but, I, but no, I, I, no. I've just said that to, to say that I agree with you, that it's, you know, the human eye can't tell. No, look, that's something else we've always both been very passionate about, and you, you still are. You make the, the um, physical movie props, because we've always yeah. been interested in special effects, and when we were kids, and I know this sounds like we're old men, but it's okay, we can talk about the past. The fact is, is special <laughs> effects, they were all... They were physical, visual special effects because there was no other way. I mean, computer was just on the, you know, Tron. And I don't like to make fun of Tron. I still love the original Tron. I think these guys were groundbreakers. And people looked at it and they just didn't know. They didn't know what they were looking at. But back in the day, it was still model building and tracking cameras and and just a lot of layers of rotoscoping and painters and matte screens and glass paintings. And But you know what's funny? A lot of those really hold up really well just because there was a, a lot of artistry to it. And now, mm-hmm. yeah, like I was saying, the original Jurassic Park, I can't fault that movie. I can't. When I see the dinosaurs, and this is in the 90s, this movie. This was them. It's funny. I know we're, we're going somewhere else, but <laughs> Jurassic Park, it was That's funny okay. how they were, the movie is about 
groundbreaking genetics and and going into you know letting the genie out of the bottle at the same time the movie itself was letting the cgi genie out of the bottle and i still think it's it's the premiere you know uh cgi mix of cgi and some of the um, motortronics with the the puppet tyrannosaurus and the close-ups but the perfect blend oh yeah it was yeah when i watch it i'm terrified yeah yeah the only one that that doesn't quite hold up as well is that initial reveal of the, the giant uh, brachiosaurus or whatever it is. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You know, he takes his glasses off. And like, oh, that's the only one, and I think that's just because of the lighting yeah. um, issue. But, um, you know, if you think about it, Jurassic Park came out in the summer of 1993. Mm, mm. Just a mere, a, mere, a mere two years before that, uh, in 91, was Terminator 2. Oh, and that's, that's true. when ILM yeah. developed the, the technology for the... the um, the morphing and all that yeah yeah and you know that that holds up for the most part oh yeah but um you know but you can just see in that that two-year period you know just the light years difference between the technology and then you know even now it's crazy you've got full-on main characters as cg you know thanos i mean he's pretty convincing looking thanos is thanos is good thanos is a win they do a good and someone like Leia at the end of Rogue One is a bit of a fail. So, you know what I mean? How can, yeah, how can we yeah. be, how could we be in the same modern age with the same technology? Again, I think it comes down to individual artists. Think of everyone who's on Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was probably it a, a, yeah. a, a, you know, a hodgepodge of different people putting in their input. And now, you, like you say, they just, they just farm it out to one company and maybe they don't have all the little nuanced skills to understand that the eyelash has to move like this or the lighting because it's i think it's it's an exactly. artistry and they just got out cgi know well, just to get it done and it looks shit transformers they drive well, me nuts tarkin. sorry <laughs> and same thing with tarkin oh, it's yeah. tarkin and leah in rogue one yeah. you know that that is when you're when you're trying to make a full-on perfectly photorealistic human mm. you you get to that uncanny valley and it and it looks weird to the human eye but then when you do like you know Thanos or weird aliens or whatever. Yeah. You your brain says, well, that's not real anyway, and you let it go, and you think it looks it looks perfectly real. It looks a hundred percent real because you don't know what something like that normally would look like. You know what Princess Leia looks like. You know what Peter Cushing looks like. Yeah. And your brain goes, nah, that's not quite right. True. So uh, when you're when you're trying to do photorealism on a on a human, it, it, it's it's going to be a while. Yeah, but even they even make mistakes, like I say, in other ways. You know, there's something like the original Blade Runner. I, I still look at that, and I love seeing the, fly, oh, the flying cars. It's a it's a magistry of artistry of, of film noir dystopia. It's it's perfect. I mean, that's why people write papers on it. Uh, and the new one. Oh, did, yeah. did you I like did. did you like the new one? I liked the new one. I, I thought did, it was. I did like the. New I one. thought they paid respect well. I thought it was a. It very much a, a, a beautiful movie in and of itself, but mm. it paid wonderful mm. respect and homage to to its roots, and uh, it just it was very well done. I like Ryan Gosling. I yeah. like Harrison Ford. I just I thought it was really fascinating. I like uh, Denis Villeneuve. I thought he was very a uh, good director, um, and uh, you know he did uh, The Arrival, which I really like also. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. But yeah, yeah an, an and appropriate I, appropriate use of Harrison Ford, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yes. like? Do you like my dog? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's real. I don't know. You know, it was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I give oh, him a drink. Good, yeah. 
sprinkle him in, you know, it's not like, it's not about him. Yeah. And I liked that. Um, I liked Jared Leto's character in this way better than his Joker nonsense. Wow. Um, oh God, he's coming back. Uh, you know, um, not as Joker, but Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that trailer. Yeah. It, you know, color me interested. I, it, Marvel's doing a good job because, well, this is Sony, I guess. It's the Sony universe, but still, yeah. in general, they're taking these, you know, third and fourth tier characters that nobody's heard of. Well, they, they, they've heard of them, but they're like kind of throwaway characters, and they're they're developing them. Like, like we said last time, Iron Man. Iron Man. Like, who? Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and then you know, and Thor, for God's sake, and and characters that are really hard to create a, a story around. They're they're killing it, and I, I I saw that trailer, and I'm like. Hmm. I I knew Morbius was a vampire, and I knew he was in the Marvel universe, and that's it. Yeah, that's all I knew. He's he's Batman. And with now ba- I'm he's like Batman with Batman. Yeah. <laughs> At the yeah. end, and I and I am like I I gotta see this. I want to see what they're doing. So I'm really yeah. excited about it. I think it'll be a, a cool movie. Definitely. What do you think? Yeah, Ra- like, Ra- 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 yeah, it was. It was all because I was saying about the effects and and they made them. They stopped to think about what, how can we align it so that it still looks that that way and and it was good because it was, it was very a gray dystopia world and polluted and yeah and of course they have the technology now where they don't have to have a car on strings but that's not the point you still need to make it look like that you can't just make it look like transformers i always use transformers i know it's exactly. mean but transformers they bug me because uh, it just looks like there's so much going on i have a seizure when it's transforming i mean i remember what my toys I looked like <laughs> they didn't have that many moving freaking <laughs> parts his eyes transforming. Yeah, 19 million skier, year yeah. screws. Do you need all the screws? Go. It's like holy shit. It's too. It's too much. And that's why I yeah. liked Bumble. You know what? I, I liked Bumblebee. Shot you with a missile while you're transforming. Oh, yeah, Bumblebee I like. was great. Yeah, because Bumblebee. Christ, it felt like, it felt like I w- was back playing with tra- my Transformers toys, and they brought it to life. That's Thank how I you. thought trans- I Transformers was meant to be. What you were doing in your imagination as yep. a kid. You're flying around, and you are making your own story. Well, they did it, and that's why I hope they make another one like that. I'm not. I'm not trying to yeah. be against what they did. The original Transformers wasn't horrid, but after after that, once they threw like Mark Wahlberg in, it started to get. Remember the one where he had Jesus, the. Jesus, you're right. Remember the one where he had the daughter, and it was a little bit not age appropriate. It looked like I didn't know if he was gonna make her some cereal or fuck her. It was weird. I was like, hey, go <laughs> go, go back in the house. What are you doing? Those shorts, you know, those shorts are pretty short. It was, yeah. I don't know. It was just oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Was and weird. then TJ, TJ Miller got waxed in the first five minutes of the movie. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's when it's, that's when CGI, I feel, is just spilled on the screen. Just like someone dumped a bunch of paint rather than painted a painting. Yeah, the, the, the one you're talking about is the one with uh, Stanley Tucci in it. Yes. Yes. Stanley. Oh, oh God. Yeah. What a piece of shit that I was. Know, oh, I my know. God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so speaking of special effects in movies, and I have to talk about, there's a rumor about <laughs> about Lucas coming back. It's too late if you ask me. I really don't give a shit. But all, Lucas coming I back know, to advise all, on some movies with Disney. I saw a headline. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a headline. That's all I know. I don't know anything beyond that. I, I heard that. Yeah. That's it. I don't know any details. Yeah, and I saw right. the picture of him holding Baby Yoda. Did you see the <laughs> yeah, internet, uh, that's picture of him holding the Baby Yoda? Yeah, I saw that. To what give his give his blessing? Good good job, Favreau, to go with the puppet. Good job. Because um, we yeah. all well, the thing is, is I don't. I want, and this is this is the hard part with Lucas. I mean, like I say, his fans 
we we even turned on the poor man but it's because this is what lucas can do he can write and produce he can advise he can he can come up with storyboards he can create and create but just don't let him direct because he only has right he only knows how to say faster more intense okay cut We'll fix faster, it. We'll, more intensity, faster, more intensity. Yeah, yep. we'll fix it in post. You can't do that. You need to direct some of these actors no. who are high strung because they're like looking for direction. So yeah, just don't let them direct. I say bring them back. Yes, but yeah, uh, to do what yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, well, uh, um, unfortunately, I got I got to wrap. Yeah, uh, no worries. Here, All right. I've got to go pick. I got of course. My kids are getting done. I got of course. Pick up my kids, but, Thank you so um, much. Um, yeah, well, listen, uh, the new episode of Picard is out now, I think. Oh. Uh, the second episode is out now, so we'll have to uh, okay. We'll have to watch it and compare notes. I think I know what my homework is tonight. All right, we'll follow that up and let me know if there's anything else that's on your mind to talk about because we haven't talked. We've got 20 years oh, I, worth. I, All right? I have, <laughs> I, I've got 20 years of shit All on right. my mind right now. We, I, yeah, yeah uh, we need to have some more conversations. All right, stuff. excellent. Thank you, and we'll talk again. Have fun. Thank you, Sonny. Right. I'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it. Looks like Picard is a winner from both of us. I'm definitely on board to see what they're going to do. Uh, yeah, I think it's nice that they're they're opening it slowly like a story should be. They're not uh, letting it unfold too quickly. And um, Picard, hopefully he can he can keep up with the rest of the uh, with the rest of the cast. Um and he doesn't end up in a, in a cast. All right. I hope you enjoy the show. Please like and share, and uh, we'll definitely be back with more. All right. See ya.